Today's episode of the Mark Ackerman Podcast, Darren Trainer joins me as we talk about the 2020 receiver class for the upcoming NFL Draft. We give you our rankings for the top three consensus receivers in this class, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, and of course, CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. After those top three rankings, we get into the rest of the receiver class. We aren't going to go one through 80 or however many guys there are. We're just going to give you a couple names that we like who we think could possibly be better receivers in those three or possibly just the best guy in the class itself. Most likely, these are going to be end of the first to second round receivers that you'll see in this draft. So that's what you'll see today on the podcast. We're going to try and get more content on here. I'm going to try and get a couple more different guests starting next week on this podcast, get a little bit more basketball talk on here as well. Hopefully, the NBA will start getting things going, as at least how baseball is in terms of just from a talking standpoint. I know a lot of people, myself included, are waiting for sports to get back during this tough time. Again, please do not forget to rate review and subscribe for the podcast would be highly appreciated now time for the pod i'm recording this on a thursday afternoon we only got darren joining me today and we're going to talk about the wide receiver class and it's i mean it is a very 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 deep class for 2020 and then, you know, headlined, obviously, by the, the three-headed monster that gets a lot of publicity, mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb at Oklahoma, Jerry Judy out of Alabama, and then Henry Ruggs also. Right. Uh, we're not going to do as much of a deep dive on these guys because, again, they're the most talked about receivers. Rightfully so. They are really good. Each of them and – the, and I think the cool thing about them is each of them are different receivers, right? Like, mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb's a big play guy. He's not the fastest, but he's – Big play guy. Jerry Judy is just an elite route runner. He's fast. Hands a little questionable. And then obviously we've got the burner and Henry Ruggs. Of, freak. of those three, when you watched them, and you can break down all three, I guess, but like which one is your favorite out of those three? I went with, with Jerry Judy. Um, I feel like he's the the highest floor out of the three. I mean, he he's – He's an absolute beast as far as route running, getting open. I felt like there were some games that he did disappear a little bit in the LSU game. A little bit, I was a little disappointed uh, that he didn't take over that game. But also, I felt like Tua was running from his life. Running his life. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, though, another thing is, like, it, that receiver class at Alabama is stacked alone. So, I think it's, in a sense, it's almost Absolutely. somewhat unfair to say he disappeared now I get it I get what you're saying though because yeah, yeah, yeah. he had some drops and stuff but yeah I, I agree uh he's my favorite just the route running I think that's to me is going to translate obviously to the NFL especially because now he's going to be have to be more disciplined playing man coverages as opposed to zone and I just don't think CD and Henry are just quite up to his level at that standpoint how's he gonna um, fail he's not gonna fail the only fail. way he fails to me is if the drops just don't get fixed and he just continues to have some big because in that LSU game he dropped a uh in my opinion it looked like one for sure touchdown in the end zone but then two had a beautiful pass to him he had to extend his arms a little bit but not in a super far where he had to that one-on-one one two in the second half when he was one-on-one with the corner in the second half no yes um, yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking about like I said where he's not gonna go up and get the he's not a he, he would you, would you say that going up and making a 
big time play one on one is not one of his strong suits. No, the the and, way and being physical and going up. Yeah, I think the, the way he you know, wins in the NFL and beats you is just. I hate to say it because I think he could be a bit, but like in a Julian Edelman sense in the slot because he's going to. I think mm-hmm. he's an elite route runner and he can just beat you in the middle of the field. Going to create a mismatch. Um, there was also a play in the LSU game that does scare me about the middle of the field is it almost looked like he was afraid of the contact and the guy was kind of wasn't super close getting ready to hit him. And he almost seemed like he shied away from contact. But again, that's one mm-hmm. play. I was, I, mm-hmm. I said that I'm like, well, that's one play. This guy's, this guy's really, really good. So, okay. We both agree. We got Jerry Judy Absolutely. of those three. Six is the best one, one ninety three. Is he your favorite receiver in the class? He is. He is. Okay. And I now, think, the question, though, is for teams picking in that 12, 11, 12, 13, do you love Judy so much that he's, he's worth that 12, 13th pick? Or are you going to get a guy similar to Judy that's still going to be a, you know, a, a starter in the NFL in 10 to 15 years? I don't know. That's something that they're going to, they're going to have to weigh is, you know, because the draft you know, at the wide receiver position is so deep. Are you going to be able to to get a guy? I don't know in the second round that's that's you know pretty pretty similar to Jerry Judy, or do you think Jerry Judy is going to be a superstar? That's what um, I think. At the end I of the agree. day, you know he's a, he's a Pro Bowl level player. I think you're taking a, a, a lot bigger risk going with C.D. Lamb or Henry Ruggs. That's, I think that's the question for the for those teams in the I middle of the draft because those I think those teams are need wide receivers and draft is so deep. So can you get a guy? Can you get two guys? Can you get two stars by trading back? That's something that they're weighing right now. Well, yeah, that is the biggest question of the draft. Do you get one of those guys or do you just get a guy who could possibly be comparable to him in the second round and get maybe a better player? But I think that's going to be the question is what other guy can you pick if you don't go receiver if you're the Raiders? Depends who's on the board. If Ken Law's there at 12, the Raiders might – beef up their interior line at 12 and that that's just one right. team in particular but that it was for every team but if there are other needs it depends what players on the board there's a lot of offensive linemen Absolutely. so teams could go there and go tackle and then just get a, a, a receiver in the second round I think you could see that and maybe a guy falls let's go to CD Lamb that's the other guy who's I think J- Judy and him have been kind of 1A 1B no one really is deciphered we've gone right. Judy over him but CD has been impressive mm-hmm. The big playability definitely stands out when you just watched him on film. He made big play after big play. Large part of that could mm-hmm. possibly be Big 12. But I also think, does he did he just play in the perfect offensive scheme? I mean, the one of the best offensive coaches right. for sure at Oklahoma, and then they're playing in arguably the worst defensive type of the worst defensive conference. Now they did they were a lot better right. this year statistically. The conference was, but do you just. Uh, I guess I'll pose this. Was CeeDee Lamb just in a perfect system? Again, not a bad player, but do you think he's maybe mm. – his stock's higher than he possibly should be just because of the offense he played in? I think it's something to think about. I mean, you look at you look at CeeDee Lamb, he runs a 40, 4-5. You know, acceleration, not good, not great. Good athlete. I mean, he's tall. He's close to 6-2. But I, I, think, I think what you said about the Oklahoma offense, I mean – you look back to Marquise Brown a year ago, was he the clear cut, was he a clear cut, you know, first round wide receiver over DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, um, AJ Brown? Like what, what were you thinking back then? I was thinking, you know, looking back to what I thought about Marquise Brown coming out of Oklahoma, I was, 
no, hey, good receiver, you know, a little small. Uh, but just watching this film, every ball he caught, I mean, the corner was corner from TCU or freaking Baylor was five yards behind him. I just felt like, you know, Lincoln Riley is pretty impressive. He's going to get guys open. That scheme, obviously, had a pretty good quarterback throwing him the ball in Kyler Murray. I wasn't, I wasn't overall really impressed with his athletic ability. He didn't wow me. I wasn't, I wasn't going, holy shit, this guy's winning one-on-one, man-to-man coverage. He's beating a guy off the press. Obviously, you're not going to see a lot of Big 12 teams playing press coverage against Oklahoma. Obviously, a little bit of a little bit of a straight run, straight line runner. Not Judy. He's not going to wow you with his route running skills and and really out fundamental, you know, corners. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed and w- was looking at CD Lamb, and I I just didn't think that at 13, when you can get a guy who's similar, I don't know. Uh, a, Higgins adjust Jefferson maybe later would would a team like the Niners consider trading back I don't know what were your thoughts of CD Lamb well I disagree with the athleticism part because I thought his after the catch ability was the biggest positive from him in terms of just what he could do with the ball in his hands didn't maybe look as impressive as we may have hoped it wasn't I, I guess explosive in a sense but his ability to make guys miss, I thought, was was a big positive. Uh, I did agree his route running obviously does not compare to Judy's. Uh, and I maybe a little unfair because Judy's really, really good. But, again, did they play against man coverage once this season? Maybe when they played LSU. He had a, a nice yeah. couple plays. But I agree. I was – I think it was more – the hype was is super high on him. And I just maybe – once I was done watching him, I would kind of – left a little disappointed i was expecting maybe a little bit more especially when you see him mocked 12 13 i agree oh yeah if if i'm i mean he's been mocked to the raiders but if i'm the niners and he's on the board at 13 i don't take him because i feel like i can get uh, you said jefferson or t higgins i would say iuk uh out of arizona state is a very similar player they had the same exact 40 time and again, C.D. Lamb is a better player right now, but what Brandon Ayuk could do, right. again, difference of quarterback. Uh, C.D. Lamb has had NFL quarterbacks as his quarterback. Uh, Brandon right. Ayuk was at right. Arizona State, completely different. But I, I just think C.D. Lamb, to me, I think you can get a very comparable player in the second round in this class. He wouldn't be my first choice. Um, I would take him if I was like a team in the 20s for sure, no, no doubt about it. But I think it's – you're kind of reaching in a sense at 13 because i don't know how high the ceiling is like he i don't i think he's just i don't think he's going to be a bad player but i don't think he's going to be some right. elite superstar type of guy i just didn't see it let's get to the last Not guy a burner yeah. exactly let's get to the last guy who is a burner and henry ruggs four two seven forty ridiculous the speed jumps off the table but so does the size he's he's small 511 188 but that's kind of what you expect from a speed guy He's my number three out of the out of, or excuse me, he's actually my number two, just because I think, I think he can is definitely a bigger bust potential than C.D. Lamb, because I, I can see right. Rugs being Ted Ginn, solid pro, not a bad career, but that's not what you're looking for if you're picking a guy at 14, 15 in the middle of the first round kind of guy. Right. I, I see some Ted Ginn, but I also see the way the NFL has is moving. I see again Henry Rugs is. 
it's not yeah the, the it's not as physical especially on the outside as it used to be the speed guys are dominating look at Tyreek Hill that I mean it, oh. when you watch Henry Ruggs that's who you, that's the first name that comes to mind for me just an, a guy who's the fastest right. guy in the field no matter who's no matter who they're playing he's always going to be the fastest guy in the field doesn't matter yeah and these coaches are starting to get more creative on the offensive side just getting the ball in their playmakers. To get these guys open. You don't have to just throw the guy the ball. You can do end around, right. sweeps, whatever. Just get the guy the freaking ball. And I think, obviously, where he goes is going to be a huge part for Henry Ruggs. But the Absolutely. speed obviously think, jumps out. I Like I said, oh. I just think he's such a super high-variance guy. He could be Tyree Kill Jr., right? Like, he could be that kind of guy. Or is he going right. to be Ted Ginn, just a special teams kind of guy? Again, solid pro, but when you're drafting him – middle of the first round eh. so that's why I kind of would tend to go obviously Judy first right but rugs I mean there's not really another guy like him Dude, in the, the draft physical tools oh oh the physical I mean there's tools fast guys the I mean but yeah oh but I mean this guy glides I mean this guy is an absolute freak dude I I think yeah like you said it's boomer us you're betting on the you're betting on the athlete here you know, he's, he's smaller, like you said, you know, 5'11", 188. But, I mean, he's smooth. From what I saw, like, he's, he's pretty smooth in his route running. He's not going to be a guy that's going to go up and, and catch, get those 50-50 balls on, on corners, I don't think. I don't think at the next level. He, he did have pretty good playmaking, you know, skills and ability out of Alabama, though, looking through his three-year career dynamic explosive I mean it just jumps off the page I know a guy you know just thinking about you know ways that Kyle Shanahan used Debo Samuel this past year and getting him open and getting him the ball with those jet sweeps and screens and stuff like that the the more you think about it it, the way the NFL is going and this could be a guy that could really open up an offense and and you bet on a guy like Kyle Shanahan to find ways to get him the ball and get him open and find mismatches in the defense. It's interesting, you know. It's you know you're taking you're taking a risk there. There are there are some risks involved. He's not the biggest in stature guy, but I mean it's zero to sixty in a heartbeat. I mean this guy jumps off the page. It's interesting, and I think the the you know he's the number two guy on my on my draft draft board i guess draft ranking of wide receiver i'll tell you this the niners that i'll tell you this if i'm the niners and henry ruggs is on the board i don't know how in a sense you don't the only way i don't is if judy's on the board but even then if judy was on the board which i don't think is going to happen but if judy and ruggs are on the board if i'm the niners and you brought up debo samuel and that's a good point in terms of getting him the ball but i would say even go back further and again not a whole lot of people are going to know this because no one watched the Niners two years ago when they were terrible. But look what he did with Marquise Goodwin. Right. guy, but clearly not the same kind of skill set that Henry Ruggs have in terms of just a football sense. Marquise Goodwin was more right. of a track star, and we're like, well, hey, this guy's fast. Let's see if we can, you know, fly back. Yeah, we'll throw him out there. I think that Henry Ruggs, to me, just adds – completes the Niners offense because now they have a legit third level threat and no, no guess what if he's not there we've got Debo and then we've got the best player one of the best players in football in 85 George Kittle mm. if he's not mauling guys blocking so rugs to me the more I watched him I could just picture him right. 
Kyle Shanahan's offense. And again, we, we've been talking about with certain players, these teams are watching other guys beat them. You're telling me Kyle Shanahan in that Super Bowl was not watching Tyreek Hill and those fast guys on the team and not think, whoa, we could add a Henry Ru- that kind of speed. I could this get team, another one. one. Of those guys. Okay. So we've covered the top three, which I think we did our due diligence. We had to with those yeah. guys. But now it's time to get in to the fun part, I guess. Uh, picking out who not everyone – again, these, these are known names. It's not like we're picking out fifth, seventh, possibly undrafted guys here. Right. But we're picking out our guys who are not the top three that we like. And we do have a similar one, and we can get into him first before we get into then our next favorite guy or possibly your favorite. But we'll start with Chase Claypool out of Notre mm-hmm. Dame. Very physical guy, 6'4", 238, love his size, and he's pretty fast, 4'4", 240. That's, that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. One thing that is my concern with him, I'll just start from that, that from the beginning. He pretty much did everything mm-hmm. in the combine except the three-cone, and that kind of shows your east-west movement. And that was one thing I also noticed in his right. game. Just seemed more like a straight-line guy. Straight line. But who does that remind me from last year? DK Metcalf. Now, again, DK Absolutely. did the three cone and it was bad, but his 40 was much, not much faster than Claypool's because it is a 4 4 2. That's flying. But he is faster than Claypool. But that is kind of who he reminded me of. Listen, when you're 6 4, 240, not only are you tall enough to go get these balls, but you're big enough to move these 5 11, 6 foot, 185 to 190 pound corners, right? So his physicality jumps off the page. I mean, he looks like a tight end, but he's got receiver speed. That's Uh the nice thing about him. Like I said, his lack of east to west movement scared me. But DK Metcalf last year showed teams that, listen, if you just have him do what he's good at, at least now, and he can continue to work on that stuff on the side, just ask him to do what he can do best, he can succeed. So I like Chase Claypool. He's not my favorite guy yeah. of the other guys, but absolutely, definitely a guy who I like. Your thoughts? Absolutely. And you, you think about a guy, you know, you know, in the second, maybe in the third round. Chase no chance. He, I don't think he lasts to the third round. I don't even know if he – does he last yeah. to the 40th pick in a sense? I feel you, like a lot of know. receivers are going to go that's at the, the beginning most, of the second. Right. And that's the most interesting part about this draft is there – there is a wide receiver for every team that's looking. If you're looking for a deep threat, oh well, there's a four-two-six speed in Henry Ruggs. He's probably the you know the fast one of the fastest receivers to ever you know run in at the combine. If you're looking for a big physical Calvin Johnson like receiver, that's not a comparison here. But I mean, six-four-two-thirty-eight runs a four-four-two. There's only been two receivers that have run. A four four two at that at that you know height and weight, and that's Calvin Johnson and Chase Claypool. You want a little jitterbug receiver that you know if you're looking for a Tyreek Hill type you know guy that you're gonna run in the slot and maybe confuse defenses that way. There's KJ Hamler from Penn State who, if you watch him film, he he made a bunch of plays. There there's Jerry Judy. There's there's an old school route running receiver. I mean, dude, there's just so many different types of receivers. Um, it's, the, it's, it's one of the – it's got to be the deepest positioned class right. or in this draft for sure. And it, I'm not going to say the history because, again, you, can, you, don't, you can't tell that until you know the careers these guys have. But, my God, the right. potential. So, we, we went over it, Claypool. Give me another guy you like. Another guy that I like 
and this is maybe not a sleeper, but I feel like Justin Jefferson was just, just had just as impressive film as CD Lamb. He's a little bit faster. He runs a four four four. I don't know. Just watching on, on tape, I what I was going. You know, this guy. You know, if you can get this guy at twenty two or twenty three, you know, he's just of a just a good of playmaker as, as C D Lamb in the in the middle of the field. What were your thoughts on Justin Jefferson? Obviously well, I, I think you didn't watch a whole lot of film on him, but I like I mean the, he played the, in the SEC. I mean if I'm the Packers, that's a guy I got my eye on with my first round pick. He's a great number two. Um, he would be a great number two. Yeah, I mean, there's Bad differences, though. Is he – would you say he's similar – again, Devontae Adams is a, is an elite route runner. Je- Jefferson, a, right. a lot of these college guys other than Judy need to work on route running because they just don't play man coverage. My thing with Justin Jefferson is, like, he – his quarterback was the number one pick. And, again, when you get mm-hmm. to the NFL, the quarterbacks are – I mean, again, if he goes to Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be good. I mean, he could be very good. I like him. I'm right. not – I'm not in love with him, but I would probably take him over a lot of the other guys I have listed in terms of because if I'm the Packers, you kind of have to take a guy at 22 because your next pick, a lot of the guys that the other second round guys are probably going to be gone at that point with the teams that didn't go receiver in round one. So you almost, it's just kind of where he's going to go. I do like the player. I don't hate him. He's just not my favorite. He didn't, he just didn't wow me, I guess, as opposed to some other guys, I would say. Like, for instance, a guy who kind of jumped off the page for me, in the sense, was Denzel Mims out of Baylor. You want to talk size. Now, granted, he's no Claypool when 240. He weighs 207, but he's right. 6'3", and he ran a 4'3'8", and a 6-cone. Bad number in terms of the devil, 6'6'6", six, 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 but an elite number from a 3-cone drill. This guy's athletic. He's got the size and speed. And there was just a lot of contested balls that you saw. They were they loved going to him down in the goal line, and he was right. jumping up, making those catches. His catch radius is massive, and I I like I said I'm a sucker right. for a big body receiver. I love a guy like Calvin Johnson. Just throw it up to throw mm-hmm. it up to him, and he's going to go grab Absolutely. it. That's exactly what Denzel Mims did. And again, he's playing at Baylor. Do you know who their quarterback mm-hmm. is? So again. The one thing that did kind of, I'm a little skeptical on him is he ran a four three eight forty, but if you watched him in a game, it didn't look explosive fast. It didn't his speed just didn't really? jump off the page. Now again, Acceleration wasn't I was seeing a lot of jump fades to the end zone. So how much speed can you really show in those? He did have good speed. And it's not I mean again, he runs a four three eight. It just didn't really show it. And again, like a mm-hmm. lot of college receivers, he needs work in press. He's 6'3", 207. I right. could see them maybe trying to beef him up a little bit. He's definitely yeah. a, goal, a red zone specialist at this point. And if he can continue to work on press coverages and get better in that facet, he's going to become a complete receiver because now you can utilize him in all facets of the game. Because I really think right. right now when you draft him, he is a legit red zone threat. He had 28 touchdowns in three seasons because he, he had played wow. four games his freshman year. But 28 touchdowns. At Baylor, uh, just an elite wow. guy, and he caught sixty balls every or all or pretty much every season. He caught fifty-five his junior year. I just really like the player. You see him maybe sneaking into the you know, back into the well, first round for teams that are looking to potentially grab a maybe a receiver in that second tier. 
Absolutely. Other than, uh, uh, I've seen him mocked three. as high to 20. I mean, maybe, maybe he goes before Jefferson possibly. I mean, you just don't know. Cause there's That's teams that are yeah. obviously going to project. You don't draft. You don't necessarily draft a player for how good he is now. Right. You draft a player on what you think right. he's going to become. Like I said, Absolutely. I think right now already, he's a great red zone threat. And if you can work with him and becoming a complete receiver, cause he's got the tools, he's got the athleticism with the three cone and he's shown you the speed with the 40. Uh, wow the 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 right coaching i think this guy and again he he's produced 28 touchdowns i mean that's mm-hmm. production man i would take oh, yeah. that for three seasons even at baylor uh denzel mims is is my favorite receiver Interesting. uh i guess outside of Judy yeah. rugs he's just a guy a that lot of these really great a lot of these guys you just don't know what how these organizations are ranking these guys you know so there there could be you know, a team at the end of the first round that, that has, you know, Denzel Mims or I know you're really high on Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. A lot of these guys, you just, you just never well, know. Because I think it really depends on what, deep, you know? what type of receiver are they looking for, one, right. and then what do they see that guy as. If he fits that, then boom, he's right. on their board. If he doesn't – so, for instance, if there's guys who are not looking – like. If I'm the Chiefs, then again, you could say, well, why not have Henry Ruggs? But I wouldn't have a Henry Ruggs. I would go get a bigger guy. You know, I personally Yeah, wouldn't. they got Nikhil Hardman. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say I'm going to go uh, pick up a guy who runs a five-second 40. But, you know, a, a Chase Claypool hike, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And again, a if I'm T. Chiefs, Higgins, I'm one of those guys. But I'm just floor, saying. Or higher floor, right. Exactly. So – that's the biggest thing is just fit with these guys and that's obviously going to determine their career some of these teams are don't know how to draft because that's the biggest issue is these gms draft because they fall in love with the player but if that player doesn't fit your coach's scheme he's not going to work out you mentioned brandon Ayuk. let's Uh, talk about him yeah yeah similar i I didn't watch a whole lot of film on him sell me to him well, similar 40 to C.D. Lamb, he showed basically the same big play ability that C.D. had. Every, I mean, every time you watch him, the guy's just running away from people, scoring these touchdowns. He mm-hmm. can even do it on punts. I think the biggest maybe draw away from Brandon Ayuk is he didn't make as many, I would say, contested catches. You didn't, you wouldn't, you didn't see as many as you would have liked to have seen. I think it was really a style offense they ran in the quarterback. I mean. Daniels was a nice yeah. young quarterback for Arizona State, but he was a freshman and a sophomore, a young guy. They didn't really give him the amount of plays in the offense and control to really have give Ayuk the ability to showcase all of his abilities. The limited abilities and chances that he had, he did more from a screen type of play, but he was able to show his ability in space. I think he's somewhat similar to CeeDee Lamb from a athleticism standpoint. That's what I see from a – after this is a guy that can line up inside and outside in your opinion a little bit i mean yeah i think any receiver now for the most part unless you're six four six five a lot of these guys move in and out just depending on right. the, the formation and stuff and what these teams like to do i think he can for sure because again he's very very special after he makes the catch you know big playability like i said the only thing that scares me is that you just didn't see quite as many actual contested catches those types of things where it's like you know he's covered and he's got to make the catch because guess what that's what happens in the nfl so he didn't play against a whole lot of men you didn't see that so you're kind of taking that risk like that's a question mark but the uh, the after the play i like his physicality his size he's a little smaller than c lamb he's two inches shorter he's only six foot 
but he's got his wingspan, I think, is one of the longest in the league. He's just got a huge catch mm-hmm. radius. His ability and I think his potential is one of those, and he's continued to climb up these draft boards, I believe, from what we've heard um, nationally from all these reporters. This is a guy I think that's definitely going to probably go at the top of the second round. And who knows, depending on how many receivers, depending on how many receivers have gone already in the first round, maybe a team trades up at the end of the first. I don't think so. I think it'll probably be at the beginning of the second, though. You'll definitely see him go. He returned punts and kicks at Arizona State, didn't he? A little bit, yeah. I mean, and and again, there's a... The the reasoning... That's another another thing that you can bring to the table, you know? He's a special teams guy. Exactly. Um, Look at me, not from a speed standpoint, but what McCole Hardman was doing for the Chiefs in terms of that kind of special teams, he can do for you early in his career before he becomes possibly that kind of guy. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, I didn't um, look into him as much as as much as you did, but seems like a good player, you know, in the second round, there's gonna be a lot of receivers. And again, I think another big thing for, for him is you kind of have to put his quarterback the last two years in perspective. Again, a, a nice young player, yeah, Daniels, absolutely. but he's young. He doesn't have that much knowledge yeah. and, and experience in the offense. They're not going to trust him as much. So he, he's a nice player. Is there another receiver that you'd like to go over we haven't touched on yet? You know, KJ Hamler is a, is a unique Unique well, we can talk about run. him. So I mentioned, I mentioned Ruggs was probably the only fast guy. KJ Hamler's in that. What was did did Hamler run the forty? What was his time? He he was hurt. He didn't he, he didn't, didn't run. Uh, participate. Okay. That he that was, was that was the, going to be an interesting. That was going to be an interesting nugget. I guess is, was to see yeah. what his forty time was. I mean, Absolutely. he's fast. He's very he's fast. Small. Yeah, he's five nine. But he, I mean, he's he has five, to be. He's so if you're if you're a if you're a GM, you want to see him run. I mean, low four threes. Well, so so what I'm saying is, does time. that this is a guy that we can talk about? I guess for with COVID nineteen going Boom on, or bust, no more, but with COVID nineteen going on, no more pro right. days now for some of these guys who didn't perform at the combine. Is this the guy that's going to slip? Because yeah. for one, you're five nine, you're short. We didn't see you run, and that's your biggest. I mean, that's what you need to showcase the most is how fast are you? That's now, again, we can got. see it on tape, but we still need some perspective on the number. That's the nice thing about the combine. There's a lot of people kind of blow it up. Portion. It's more of just a scale just to kind of see where you compare. Everyone there. So, yeah, so he's a guy that I would probably stay away from. I would, just, too. Bob, he's so small. Okay. He didn't run. Out. Instead of KJ Hamler, I'll give you a name if you're looking for a smaller kind of speed. Jalen Rager at a TCU. He ran a, I think it was four four seven. So not as fast as you would like, but he looked it. It looked faster on the field. He was just explosive, especially with the ball in his hands. He was a big punt kick return guy for TCU. So you do like that. He's definitely going to be a special teams returner type of guy when he mm-hmm. comes onto a team. But I think, again, this guy for me is a huge unfit. He's got to be, and again, we say this name a lot, but I think it's fair just because of how good he is as an offense coach, a Kyle Shanahan type of offense. Get the ball in this guy's hands because he's super explosive with it. And he's he's got to be – vertical jump was 42. I mean, you see this guy – they threw him some goal line fades, and he's 5'11". I mean, and he was going up and getting yeah. it. So I love the athleticism of him. He's just a tough guy. He lacks physicality, and I think that was just from from a stature standpoint. Yeah. Like, I'm not asking this guy to be George Kittle inside and block for me, 
it did say on a weakness uh, for him was he seemed to get upset with some of the quarterback play at TCU, which has been horrid. I don't know if that's a huge issue. It, it, might, it might be depending where he goes. Just to the Bears right. at Trubisky again. I know they have Foles now, but there could be some problems. But I like the player. I, I would pick him over KJ Handler because, like you said, why didn't he run? Well, he was hurt. Well, there's a concern right there. And then – 5'9", smaller guy. Well, if you want a smaller speed guy, I think Jalen Rager. Again, the 40 time doesn't jump off the screen at 4'47", mm-hmm. but he jumps off the screen if you watch him play. I think he's faster on the field than, than workout clothes for some reason. But mm-hmm. I like Jalen Rager, the player. I'll give you a guy that's physical, kind of reminds you of a little bit of uh, Anquan Bolden in his day. He's out of South Carolina's Brian Edwards. Physical, 6'3". Yeah. 212, I mean, this guy, I mean, physical. Very physical. Can really, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's something that you have to take into play going on to the next level. You see a lot of these, you know, 5'11", you know, 190 guys, Henry Ruggs, you know, even Judy's, you know, pretty small. So seeing a guy like this, he's a, you know, I mean, I mean, seeing a guy like this, he's physical for a team that's looking for a physical receiver i mean not an extreme high level athlete i do not believe he ran i don't have his 40 in front of me film deceptively fast i felt like kind of glided he's a guy that can go up you know catch those 50 balls in the air i don't know i liked him you know is he a first round guy no i think he's just some guy but this could be a guy that could be in the the nfl for eight eight to ten years i mean he's he's big physical runs pretty well you're right he did um, not run and obviously you know you got to take into a fact or take into account that you know a lot of these guys are, are dealing with with quarterbacks that aren't very competent and you know not every not every wide receiver is you know getting joe burrow throws throws to them which i mean dude i watched the uh alabama lsu game again last night oh my god Joe the amount Burrow. of the amount of <laughs> well, just the amount of NFL players on that field though is oh yeah it's, it's ridiculous dude uh, Joe I mean we could go on and on but dude Joe Burrow is a superstar in the making. Thanks again to Darren for joining me. Thanks again to Silent Partner for the music for this podcast. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to try and get some more NBA talk on this podcast next week with maybe a few more new guests. Thanks again for listening. Please, again, do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Hope you all have a great weekend. See you next week.